There was rejoicing inside the Woody Hayes Athletic Center as 20 high school recruits ended their recruitment and signed to play football at the Ohio State University. You are Locked On Buckeyes, your daily podcast on the Ohio State Buckeyes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You gotta love it. You got to love seeing young man in the recruitment and sign to play football at The Ohio State University. Welcome in, Buckeye fans, to a Thursday edition of Locked on Buckeyes here on Thursday, December 21st in the year 2023. I'm your host, Jay Stevens, also the host of the Jay Stevens Podcast. And today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 simply if your team wins. Visit fanduel.com slash locked on to get started. You gotta love when players that you have put a lot of time into via recruitment and via phone calls and text messages and even home visits, you see the end result. Not one, not two, but 20 players signed to play football at the Ohio State University. And it's a phenomenal thing to see. And this, my friends, is great for Ohio State's future as a football team. 20 guys. Of course, the headliners, Air Noland, Jeremiah Smith, the number one recruit in the entire recruiting class. You also have Mylon Graham, five-star receiver from New Haven, Indiana, Edric Houston, from Buford, Georgia. That's when people are wondering, would this happen or would he go somewhere else? You also got in-state corner Aaron Scott Jr. as well. This recruiting class is phenomenal. There were things that you may say, hey, we want more players here. We want more players there. But based on some things currently going on in the roster, as far as who has announced that they're going to the NFL, players that have hit the transfer portal, I don't think there's a complaint about the 20 players that signed with Ohio State right now. If you look at the recruiting rankings for this class, the team rankings, Ohio State currently sits at number four. If you go and look at the average score per recruit, they're number two behind only Georgia. So you may want to say, Jay, they're number four. Georgia has 28 commits. Alabama has 25. Miami has 27. Ohio State technically has 21. One kid did not sign um, his letter from Titties. He's not a scholarship athlete. So the Buckeyes have 21. And then five in the team rankings, Texas, six, Oregon, seven, Auburn, eight, Oklahoma, nine, Florida State, and 10, Notre Dame. So you're saying, hey, Jay, they're number four. But when you tell me when it comes to the average player score, they're number two, that's quantity. That is value with the players that you are going after. Not only is it littered with five-star and four-star players, but it's littered with guys that, one, the Buckeyes believe fit the scheme and fit what Ohio State wants to do on offense and on defense. But, two, they're quality guys and good football players currently where they are. Yes, some guys might be projects. Uh, I heard someone talk about one of the Armstrong twins, forget which one it was, said, hey, he might have to put on some weight, and he may be a second- or third-year guy. And Ian Moore might be a second-year guy that might be able to play in an offensive lineman. Uh, you may have Gabe Van Sickle, who might be a third-year guy who might be able to be, be on the field. That is all great. But, buddy, I got no complaints with what went on yesterday. I got no complaints when I look at a, a recruiting class that has Jeremiah Smith, Mylon Graham, 
Aaron Nolan from Georgia, James Peebles, Sam Williams-Dixon, Max LeBlanc, Damarian Witten, Ian Moore, Deontay and Devontae Armstrong, Gabe Van Sickle, Edric Houston on defense, Eric Mensah, another defensive lineman, Peyton Pierce, a talented, talented linebacker from the state of Texas, Garrett Stover, Kay Stover's cousin, Aaron Scott Jr., Bryce West, Miles Luckar, Jalen McClain, and Leroy Roker. I got no complaints with those 20 there. You got four offensive linemen, two tight ends, two running backs, a quarterback, two receivers, two D linemen, a linebacker. Stover, I've heard it's a tweener between a linebacker and safety. I've seen them both places there. Two corners, excuse me, three corners and two safeties. Not mad about it. Not mad about it at all. We look at the talent currently on Ohio State's roster and see how many guys that are third or fourth year guys that are still on the roster right now. Hey, I understand why Ohio State only brought in two receivers. Of course, they would like to have Jeremiah McClellan ended up flipping to Oregon. We'll talk about him later in the show. But, buddy, there are no complaints from me, and I hope there are no complaints from you either about Ohio State and what they are doing right now via recruiting. It's almost one of those things that when you say, hey, it's Ohio State, it recruits itself. That's false. That's not the way that it used to be. Yes, you see that block O or you see the block O with the Ohio State written across it. You may say, oh, yeah, I know what Ohio State is. I know what that symbol is. But you know what else is out there? Oregon. You know who else is out there? Florida State. The U in Miami. The Gators of Florida. The uh, Sooners of Oklahoma. The Longhorns of Texas. The Trojans of USC. They're all out there trying to do what? Recruit the same guys Ohio State is. Yes, there was a young man from Minnesota that Ohio State, hey, we're going to go out there and get you. No, he has decided to stick with the commitment with the in-state school, the Minnesota Golden Gophers. That's okay. It's not a bad thing. That is just the nature of the beast. And I want to say kudos to Larry Johnson. He is one that people have been very critical of, and myself included, critical of the product from the defensive line at Ohio State over the past few years. It has not been up to par, has not been up to the standard that has been set at Ohio State. Definitely better in this season. We'll get get to see those guys play one more time in a little over a week in the Cotton Bowl. And so trust me, I am one that is going to come out here and say, yes, I have had my fair criticism. And I do believe it's been criticism that has been coming at the right time of Larry Johnson in that unit that he coaches. But Ryan Day, during his presser yesterday, he credited Larry Johnson for the recruitment and the signing of Edric Houston, Buford, Georgia. You know who else is down there in Buford, Georgia, that was a once a book I commit? Dylan Rayola. Rayola committed to Ohio State. Nope, flipped to Georgia. What did he do after that? He moved from Arizona to Buford, Georgia. What happened? He decommitted from Georgia and flipped once again to Nebraska. There's a lot of things surrounding that young man. But I wonder if Kirby Smart brought Rayola or encouraged Rayola to come down to Buford, Georgia, across country, to help Kirby Smart recruit Edric Houston. I don't know. But it wouldn't shock me if that was a a part of his plan. It wouldn't shock me at all. And so when I think about recruiting and I think about the relationships and I think about the impact that coaches have Corey Dennis kudos to you for going out there and doing what's needed for Aaron Nolan yes I know Ryan Day is truly another extension of the quarterback coach and an extension of the offensive coordinator or truly the OC at Ohio State I understand all that 
But Corey Guinness is on the road. Larry Johnson's on the road. Jim Knowles is on the road. Hey, you can say whatever you want about Jim Knowles being the guy. That's a recruiter at Ohio State. He did something to get uh, Peyton Pierce to leave the state of Texas to come up north to play football at the Ohio State University, especially during a string of years where Ohio State's linebacker play has not been at the standard that has been set at the Ohio State University. Good job, Jim Knowles. Good job, Brian Hartline. And once again, good job, Larry Johnson. I am excited and happy and even satisfied with the recruiting class that Ryan Day and the other coaches compiled and put together during this recruiting cycle. Now, there's one guy that I mentioned in Jeremiah McClellan that Ohio State would have definitely loved to join and have him added to this exclusive group. But Oregon flipped him and got the commit in the signing of Jeremiah McClellan. What will be the impact of that? We'll dive into that next on Locked on Buckeyes. This episode is brought to you by our friends at LinkedIn Jobs. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to have as many top-tier candidates as possible to interview. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn isn't just another job board. LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. Hiring is easy when you have that many quality candidates. So easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. LinkedIn knows that small businesses are wearing so many hats and might not have the time or resources to hire. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Thank you for making Locked on Buckeyes your first listen or first watch or for on every single day. Locked on has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked on Sports Today is here for you 24-7 covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel found only at the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am like you. I would love to compile all the talent in Columbus, all the best talent, all the best players, put them in Columbus, put them inside the Woody A's Athletic Center, get developed by Ohio State coaches, and then do their thing in the shoe. I would love that. I would love for there to be Aaron Nolan throwing the ball to Milan Graham and Jeremiah Smith and even Jeremiah McClellan and also Carnell Tate and Brandon Ennis and Noah Rogers, Bryson Rogers. There's so many litter, so many talented guys that are at Ohio State currently, and I would love to have more guys a part of this recruiting class that are at the elite level. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I would love it. But unfortunately, that's not the way things always work. Ohio State have been going after and going after and going after, and even yesterday's show, I said, hey, ABC, always be closing because you, nothing is closed until that pen is put the paper and that young man puts his name on that line and officially ends his commitment. Well, Ohio State, one of the services, Jeremiah McClellan, a really talented wide receiver, didn't happen. And in the big picture, somebody say, oh, it's a big deal. It's horrible. It's not really the end of the world. It's not a bad thing. It's not horrible. I'm not sitting here trying to 
though I got pins here. I got this pin, this pin. I got this pin. I mean, I was carrying a pin around with me, and then um, my wife and I both work at the same desk, and so there are pins around here. There's pins in the drawer. I, I could I could throw a pin and still have another one to write down with. I, I could throw things, not throwing a cellular device, but I could throw that too. There are a lot of things I could do and just throw, show frustration and say, oh, man, ah, dang it, they didn't get the guy we wanted. I could do it. Not going to. I'm sure some of y'all watching right now, maybe even listening right now to the audio for- portion of the of the podcast, y'all sitting here like, man, Jay, I want you to go on the ramp, buddy. I want you to do your thing. I want you to be somebody to show exactly how you feel about this and voice your frustration in only a way that you can. It's not going to happen. What is going to happen is this. As I think about Jeremiah McClellan being flipped by Oregon, there's one thing in my mind. Thinking about the talent at Ohio State and realizing Ohio State has two receivers, five-star receivers, in this recruiting class right now. And even if you pull the stars away from their name, when you watch the film, you realize Mylon Graham and Jeremiah Smith can play. They are dogs in a football field. I also think about the four guys that were on the recruiting class last season. So the class before and this class now, what do you have? You have six guys that are phenomenal receivers. I mean, borderline, uh, definitely elite in high school. Not sure if they'll be elite in college, but my gut says there's a good chance all six will be elite in college. One of them, Carnell Tate. Well, I honestly, I think Carnell Tate and Brandon Ennis could easily see a lot of playing time next year. If not, start one of them, or if Abuka leaves, just like Fleming does, or if Harrison Jr. leaves, and there are two open starting spots, I could easily see Ennis and Tate quickly filling those holes. But you got six guys between last year's recruiting class and this year's recruiting class at receiver. Adding one more guy would be great. But amongst the six, one might transfer. If you have seven, two might transfer. And so it's not really a big deal. It's I see something. I said it yesterday. I'm going to say it again. A lot of y'all say trust your recruiting. That can be a benefit. That could be the downfall of a football team. But in this instance, trust your recruiting. Trust the players that you have brought in. Trust that they are the right guys. Trust the guys that you have brought in uh, will be developed while in Columbus and see what happens after that. It's not a bad thing. Like, trust me, he is one of those guys who talked about it and said, hey, I'm not sure if Jeremiah McClellan's going to commit to Ohio State. I am not sure. It didn't happen. And it's not the end of the world. And for the future of Ohio State, as Ohio State still might go after, which I don't really think they want to go after a lot of players, but they might try to add one or two guys in this recruiting class or via the transfer portal, not so much this recruiting class, but more so guys that are currently in college, that are currently in the portal, that you may want to add depth pieces to, maybe a defensive tackle, definitely on the defensive line, definitely at running back. I mean, there are guys out there, tight end, please. If you want to bring, the, you want to bring the, another linebacker in, cool. Am I sold on Cody Simon and potentially C.J. Hicks being the next starters at a, a linebacker for Ohio State? No, not really. I mean, Cody Simon, cool. I'm cool with that. He's played a whole lot better from his time in 2021 where it looked like Simon was the worst linebacker that got consistent playing time at Ohio State to now he is on the field when Still Chambers comes off the field. That is phenomenal growth by this talented young man at linebacker. C.J. Hicks, unproven. 
just like Ohio State's quarterbacks, unproven. Touched on that earlier this week as well. The everydayers definitely grasped and took in all of the stuff about the quarterbacks being unproven at Ohio State. If you want to join the everydayer club, definitely check that show out. Not mad about it, man. I am not. And I completely understand. You're going to win some. You're going to lose some. And when I say ABC, always be closing. That's like sales 101. And right now in college football, college basketball, anything, it's sales, man. You have to sell not only yourself, sell the program, sell the education, but also sell so many different avenues for the athlete. You have to. Because if you don't, things might not go your way. I talk to college coaches all the time, uh, recording and um, doing the Cougar cast with the Kokomo Post Sports. And one of the things I do, I talk to Miss Ohela Akavine, a women's soccer coach at IU Kokomo. And what does she do before a game in the conference tournament? Talked about two players that she signed. And I may have gone a little bit overboard with the pregame conversation, but being too lengthy as the team was warming up. But she said, hey, we got to go around. We, we, get, we got a big, long recruiting trip. Went down to a camp of over 300 players. What happened? Talk to six. What happened? You got some visits and you got a couple to sign. So out of, out of 300, you got six that you liked. And all of a sudden, what happened? You got two. That's huge. But what are you doing? Selling the program. You have to sell what you are a part of to someone else in regards to how that program will benefit them. Talk to Nick Lazy, the esports coach at IUK, sure for IU Kokomo, about the same thing. And he said, hey, a lot of our recruiting is done via social media or, or talking to high school coaches or going to tournaments on the weekend. So it's not so much going, uh, going around the country. It's, hey, what can I do digitally where I already am to recruit these young men? Now basketball and football and baseball, like that recruiting is – we know a lot about how that goes, but no matter if you are Coach Eric Echelbarger at IUK or if you're Ryan Day, no matter what it is, Echelbarger, a basketball coach, Ryan Day, a football coach, whatever it is, what do you need to do? Sell the person you're trying to recruit on the program you're coaching, on the university you work for, on the education, but also different details about the program that you believe will directly impact the athlete, that you believe will directly impact them and influence them in their career at Ohio State or at IU Kokomo, just use that for an example, or wherever you are. Losing Jeremiah McClellan, it's not the end of the world. Yes, they lost. Yes, it stings for a little bit. But based on the receivers currently at Ohio State in last year's recruiting class and currently in this year's recruiting class, I think the Buckeyes are a-okay at the wide receiver position. Coming up next, look ahead to next year's recruiting class. Some players that are currently there and some holes that I do believe the Buckeyes need to fill when recruiting players in the class of 2025. This episode is brought to you by our friends at FanDuel Sportsbook. As the weather gets colder, the NFL offers stay hot on FanDuel. Right now, new customers Get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. It's $150 simply if your team wins. That's an amazing deal. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So, 
Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on. Once again, visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Thank you for making Locked On Buckeyes your first listen or first watch for every single day. I was recently looking at my phone before starting the show and didn't get too deep into this, but I saw the sports app I used, the score gave an update about it. notice of allegations, level one violations against Jim Harbaugh, Michigan's head coach, not for the sign stealing, Going back to the COVID violations, a level two violations back during the COVID dead period. And it wasn't for hardball and the infractions that were committed. It was him providing false information during an NCAA investigation. So Harbaugh's not only under fire for that, which happened in 2020 during the dead period, but he's also under fire in Michigan is for the sign stealing. Hey, we can see Harbaugh suspended to start next year and not a three-game suspension handed down by Michigan. It could also be a suspension via the NCAA. Man, that could be pretty lengthy. Let's just say the middle of next year, they end up handling and handing down a a punishment for the sign-stealing. We can see a scenario where Harbaugh realistically misses a year to a year and a half of football because of things that have been going on, illegal things going on, at Michigan, losing to them is never fun. But knowing they're going to get punished for breaking the rules, not mad about it. I like the NCAA doing their job and doing it properly in this area. One thing the Buckeyes need to do properly in the area of recruiting is definitely fill some holes in next year's recruiting class. Currently, right now in the class of 2025, there are four guys currently that have hard verbal commitments to the Buckeyes. In-state quarterback, Tavian St. Clair from Bellefontaine. Uh, I always struggle to say that word. Uh, four-star quarterback there, 6'3 and a half, 210 pounds, committed to Ohio State on June 21st. Blake would be a corner from Maryland. Javen Boggs from Cocoa, Florida, a receiver. Then Eli Lee from Archbishop Hoban in Akron, a linebacker, 6'3", 215. He committed to Ohio State on October 25th of this year. Those are the four current players on Ohio State's 2025 recruiting class. So a quarterback, a receiver, a linebacker, and a corner. Not a bad way to start. But there are some areas that I do believe Ohio State needs to definitely put some emphasis on in next year's recruiting class. It was an early look. I know we, we touched a little bit on 2025 players, a little bit during recruiting updates with Brian Smith. But ultimately, there are some things that I personally believe they need to look at. One, it is definitely offensive line, defensive line. Y'all know my philosophy with O-line didn't hit it this year, but I'm cool with that. I am under. I understand it. When you don't have a lot of guys leave that are older players, I understand why only four guys is A-OK right now. But you got to try to get four to five guys on the O-line and get 2D tackles, 2D ends in next year's recruiting class. Because realistically, what Ohio State could be looking at next year, your top four guys leaving. Let's just say JT leaves. Let's say Sawyer leaves, stays, and then leaves at the next season. So Tui Malowell is gone. Sawyer's gone. Let's say Williams and Hall end up staying. They're gone for after next season as well. That's your whole starting defensive line that you need to replace. Now, you got guys like Kenyatta Jackson Jr. and Caden Curry and others that are there in the fold, but 
You need to keep punishing players that are not just leaving, but potentially going to be leaving. So four defensive linemen, two D tackles, do two defensive ends. I don't care if it's two strong side or two weak side D ends or two three techs or two uh, one techs uh, D tackles. But it don't really matter to me. It don't matter to me at all. Just fill the holes. Now, four to five offensive linemen is a need every year every single year because literally you just brought a guy in in Vic Cutler via transfer portal and he left already so you're going to find that there are going to be guys you bring in that might leave right away it might not be the scenario for them that's not a problem also a linebacker because something tells me there might be more guys hitting the portal at the end of spring practice and I'm not sitting here saying it's going to be Simon or Hicks or I, I don't know who but it wouldn't shock me if two more LBs hit the portal at the end of spring practice. In comes the ball recruiting next year. So next year at the linebacker position, three guys. Literally, just bring in three guys, two, at least two. I really would just say three. Secondary, two corners, two safeties. Because you're going to lose guys again. Burke, Hancock, Igwinosin. If they don't, if, if Burke stays, all three of those guys are out gone next year. Absolutely gone. And if I'm Hancock, I wouldn't be mad about playing nickel corner again next year. Do it all, do it all year. Show everybody, hey, you don't have to bring in a heavier safety to come and play the nickel safety spot. No, I can do that role, play nickel corner, more like what I'll be playing in the NFL, and do it at a high level. You already got one quarterback in next year's class, and Tavian St. Clair. I know it's an in-state quarterback. I know it's an in-state product. That doesn't mean the recruitment is over. You know my rule. We said it yesterday. I'll say it again. ABC, always be closing. Because when you least expect it, there could be a decommitment, and he could flip to another school. So ABC, always be closing. And if he leaves, he leaves. I mean, Brock Glenn, Florida State's third-string quarterback, was once a an Ohio State commit. What happened? Decommitted, flipped to another school. In comes Aaron Nolan. Now, Aaron Nolan might be the guy that's a better fit for Ohio State's offense overall, which is cool. Not mad about it. But, however, what do we find? You always got to be closing. Never let up. Always keep the pressure on. I'll go back to some of my sales stuff that I talked about yesterday during yesterday's show. There were times when I sold cars that I was a little annoyed with customers. I'm not going to lie to you. Not every customer is nice. I'm a nice guy. I think y'all like me. I think y'all appreciate the show that we put together here five days a week, every Monday through Friday, giving you the coverage on Ohio State you want, your team every day. I think you appreciate that. But, however, think about this. You might appreciate it. A person coming out, coming in off the street that I've never met, never talked to before, they might not appreciate it. And so there were times when I, I show off the car, do a nice walk around, go on a nice test drive so you get to get up to speed a little bit, go around a turn, turn right, turn left, go around a roundabout because that's where they were when I was working at selling cars. You could go around a roundabout and get that thing working as well. Uh, man, you man, you get to feel the car, get the sound going. Man, you want to see the trunk space? Hey, put your kid in there. Literally, no joke. There was a time I was selling a car and a guy's son, I jokingly made a comment saying, hey, you want to see how the trunk feels? And little man got in the back of the trunk and smiled, took a picture of it. It was weird. I mean, it was weird, man. I was like, what is this? <laughs> I don't know. But some things happen. Show the car off. All of a sudden, the numbers hit just right. Get a phone call. Hey, we can't do this. Why? Um, we got to go. Why? 
Uh, is it we're running late short on time? Well, we can speed this thing up. Oh, no, we got to go. How much time you got? An hour, please. This is a breeze. And they're all the time you're trying to rush, they're trying to rush out and frantically walking around. And you realize, hey, ain't nothing solidified until one and selling cars. One thing I learned one, pin the paper, you sign those documents, two, take them keys and drive off, drive off that lot. That's the reality. And so for recruiting, it's the same thing. If there was a time that I would have let up and said, oh, no, you don't have to, you can take the car tomorrow, they may not come back and get that car. I got a story about that, too, that might come up later down the road. And so the car, the sell, the sell's never done. So you always got to be closing. I'm not saying that that's what happened with Jeremiah McClellan. I don't know. But at the end of the day, Ohio State, even though these guys are currently committed to Ohio State currently, that does not mean they'll be committed to Ohio State in a few months or this time a year from now during the first day of the early signing period. Out of here on a Thursday, one more day left. A lot of good stuff coming your way. Make sure you subscribe to Locked on Buckeyes on the YouTube, on Apple, on Spotify, or wherever you get your fine podcasts. And make sure you leave a five-star review on YouTube. Hit the like button. Leave a comment. Let everyone know what you think about today's show. You can follow me on X at jstevens07. Send all of your emails to jstevens317 at gmail.com. We're out of here on a Thursday, Buckeye fans. We'll see you next time.